Howdy, everybody. Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 106 of Justified Pursuit. It's great to be here uh, celebrating the holiday season with you alongside, as always, the good counselor, Shizum Cook, who already told me he had to spend $1,000 on his pickup today, which I said, no sympathy for you, because I just put a new transmission in mine and it set me back 7500 bucks. So sorry about you, buddy. I thought that what I had said was, let's not talk about. I know, but I wanted to just kick you in the balls right out of the gate. Sorry. Thanks, bro. Yeah. That's what friends are for. Uh, So what you get a break job? What you do? Break job, oil change and state inspection on a three quarter ton diesel. Um, I really thought for the last couple of weeks about trying to do the brakes myself. I haven't ever done a brake job myself, uh, but I just don't really have the tools, right? Like, Mm-hmm. I have to spin all the tire, all the lugs off with my, you know, regular four-way tire iron because I don't have a, you know, pneumatic <clears throat> impact gun. I, I would I, bet I, most of our listeners don't have one of those. Most right. people. Yeah, like, what mean, percentage I'm, I'm of not, guys actually replace their own brakes? Ten mm, percent. A high percentage of the men that I respect the most in my life probably do, <laughs> but of all men, a very small percentage. Yes. I want to be one of those guys, though. I want to be one of those guys who saves. Well, I know you respect the hell out of me, and I can barely change a tire. So, you know, it's, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, changing a tire is one of those things that you don't know how to do until you're forced into just doing it because you're you're you bro- you have a flat and you're not going anywhere. So, um, I mean, I just definitely remember, you know, being. Dude, I think we might have even just taken a tire off of a truck just to do it. Maybe we were, I definitely was shown the ropes on how to change a tire. And I can't recall if it was because we had a flat or, or what, but uh, I will be absolutely teaching my girls how to change a tire when we get closer to driving. I love age. my dad and he was an amazing dad, but I don't remember him ever, te- ever saying, Hey, this is what happens when you have a flat. <laughs> I remember being in high school and my car had a flat tire and I was like, Oh crap. Now what? And I just had to, figure it out this one's for butcher and there wasn't any youtube back then either (laughs) sure my my dear friend andy butcher who's a listener usually a few episodes behind so i might get a text from him in two months or so but uh hot shot attorney out of uh the chicago land area uh and i formerly practiced in dc uh brilliant guy worked very close with closely with him in law school on a law journal uh, got to go to a Green Bay Packer game. He's from Green Bay originally. Uh, my last year of law school, he and I and I think two or three other buddies, three, I think. I meet a bunch of his high school friends. And they told us a story one night. We went up there. It happened to be Halloween. And it was like 20 degrees. And we all, like, we borrowed costumes from his buddies and went to these bars. And they were like, yeah. One time when we were, like, in college, after high school and everybody was off at college, This one guy's like, Butcher calls me, and he's like, hey, man, I got a flat, and I don't know how to change my tire. What do you do? Do you just, like, lift it up? (laughs) Lift it up. (laughs) Butch thought he was going to just lift up his vehicle, and then while, I guess, holding it, somehow get a tire off of it and swap it (laughs) and put the lugs back on. (laughs) Maybe he said, like, do you lift it up and put a block under it? I don't know, but um, yeah. Butcher's a smart, smart guy, and boy, that was mm. shocking. Mm. Love you, Butch. <laughs> uh, I did put. I, I spent a little money on the truck this week. Uh, it's been raining a lot here, and I had to put new windshield wipers on. And by that, I mean I stopped at AutoZone, got the windshield wipers, and then the next thing I knew, they just magically appeared on my truck because my wife YouTubed. You know, here's how to do this. So. I tell her she's the best straight lesbian that I've, you know, I'm so lucky to have her because and her sister jokes with her too. Cause she's quite the handyman and I am not. It's awesome. So yeah. My uh, mom and mm-hmm. wife are both in that class as well. Pretty handy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm blessed certainly to, not like, afraid she, to just try stuff. She just like the disposal went out and I went out of town and then I come home and was like, Oh, did you hire someone? To, no. She's like, I just did it myself. I just replaced it. Like, wow, you're one special lady. So I look at it, th- the world a little differently. I look at time as money. And if I don't know how to do something or don't just don't want to mess with it, I'm happy to be like, well, you know, what is my time worth? And if it's just going to piss me off, I don't want to do it. 
sure. But there's always like, <laughs> I can definitely get um, overly frustrated with any of these types of tasks, but then there's always that great sense of accomplishment once it's all done. I would rather do, because I can tell you what, I I'm working on something like 100%. that though. My kid, my kids just need to stay back. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because when they come and start talking to me, I like I the uh, sense of accomplishment that comes from physical, like frustration and labor. Like, like how this show started, Justified Pursuit. Well, that originated in the Elkwoods, which is the most brutally thankless task that a man can undertake until, you know, until the reward is there. And it's Rogan, it. Rogan talked about this the other day, uh, and it's something he learned from Ranella. Uh, Ranella was on a show one time, and he was like, you know, there's different kinds of fun, right? He's like, there's there's fun that's like fun in the moment, and then as soon as it's over, you forget about it. He was like, like a roller coaster, right? Mm -hmm. You don't ever sit around with your buddies, you know, talking about, man, remember that one time we went on that roller coaster <laughs> back in 2007? Yeah. yeah, that was cool. <laughs> He's like, then there's fun that's not fun while it's happening. But years later, you still talk about this thing that actually really sucked at the moment, but that is like a great memory, like packing an elk, right? Yeah. 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 So em embrace the suck is the motto of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, th like, think about it. Like, talk to like guys who went in the military, um, you know, anything like that. I mean, even pledging a frat, right? Like, the hazing boot camp that's the stuff that guys like light up about 30 years later is like the dumb dumb sucky maybe even painful demoralizing shit that you go through especially together with friends uh-huh <clears throat> yeah yeah it's funny how that works it really is um so i sent you this text the other day and and you and i have talked about we even had a phone conversation about it like how many how often are healthy young people like we're both in our 40s or early 40s people younger than us that are just waking up dead like this tiktoker <laughs> mega thacker Wake, waking up dead but yeah yeah 21 years old a million followers on tiktok she got dead for no reason apparently mm -hmm. yeah there's a whole bunch of people who are quote dying suddenly speaking yeah. of that did you check out that video when did you send it to no, me? No, no, not it's a, a documentary. I, I mentioned it to you. Oh no, dang it! I forgot. Tell yeah. me what it's called. Tell everybody what it's called again. It's called Died Suddenly. Died Suddenly. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I am going to watch that, and we we need to review it. Is what we need to do. So we'll put that down for next week. Died Suddenly. Uh, <laughs> give us just a don't, without spilling the beans on it. Just give us a. I mean, is that what it's about? Like, what's yeah. This, no, like, I mean the whole it's a doc, it's a documentary about. The last, say, two years, however long these damn shots have been out, um, people just dying suddenly. Now, they go full bore. Like, they have – I haven't watched it. I've only heard some podcasts about it. I do mm -hmm. think we should check it out. Um, they, you know, make no bones about their belief that these shots are, you know, part of a depopulation, you know, global conspiracy and this and that, right? But, you know, they do – they manage – so, again, I, I haven't watched it. Mm -hmm. and we need to to be more accurate but like from what i understand there's this uh you know maybe montage or just a whole bunch of clips of people like taking the jab and then like croaking right and there's this weird thing that happens where they like stick their right arm in the air and spin around three times and just fall down and they're dead <laughs> yeah like a whole bunch of people um and then you know they interview a number of these morticians uh uh, embalmers mm -hmm. i think we did talk about this in the last show didn't we mm -mm. we talked you and i talked about it on the phone this is personally okay yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's right yeah these embalmers are finding uh it, it really started with a guy out of the uk who came forward claiming that he's finding these you know corpses that are that are coming in for embalming full of you know, okay, the, the CDC, FDA, everybody acknowledges these shots do cause, quote, blood clots, right? Mm -hmm. But these embalmers are coming forth saying these are not clots like we would ever normally think of clots, right? Like congealed blood, right? 
I mean, anybody who's ever killed a deer or something like that, you know what a clot of blood looks like, right? It's like a jello mold of dark red blood, right? They're saying these things are white, fibrous, stringy, rubber masses, rubbery masses. And some are so extensive, like the whole circulatory system is packed off with them and they can't pump embalming fluid into the body. Wow. So this dude came out. It's been like a year now, man. I've heard him talk. I've heard several of these people talk on a number of the podcasts I listen to. Um, and it's like once this once this one step forward, now you have a whole bunch who've come forward. But some of them are claiming. So like these documentary guys, they call a whole bunch of embalmers. <clears throat> you know, they can just call like funeral companies and they ask to talk to, you know, morticians, embalmers, whoever would know. Right. And like any industry, there are big corporate conglomerates that own, like most funeral homes are, are probably owned, probably most in America are owned by some corporate entity, right? That's got like franchises, right? There aren't a whole lot of them that are just, um, you know, mom and pop shops. By the way, my buddy Andy Butcher, who I mentioned a minute ago, his family actually did have a funeral home, the Butcher Funeral Home, which is classic that's awesome yeah great name. uh yeah anyway double shout out to andy uh so they're saying like they, they would they would call and they've recorded some of these conversations right and they'd ask they'd ask their question about this white clots and the the person would be like i can't talk to you about that and they would just like hang up hmm. yeah so you know they're they're on one hand alleging that all the people who are like normal working stiffs <laughs> that's a rim shot worthy uh pun there not to call my own shot but um these people oh stiffs i get it yeah <laughs> the ones that have just like corporate sorry jobs, i'm not right? nobody's used to you throwing jokes out so well done well, why don't you get back on your toes man this is <laughs> how i can lull you to sleep I was, well i was thinking about, you know when i said hey give us a brief overview but now i don't even think we have to review the movie now you're, you're <laughs> done told us the whole damn thing you're right i'm done it sounds scary how about that yeah okay we'll check it out uh died suddenly i, I am gonna watch it still it's fascinating uh and that's i i guarantee to you if you had this lady's shot record mega thakur dead at 21 you'd find she's vaccinated and triple boosted no doubt in my mind because guess what young people don't just die suddenly Right. <laughs> Certainly not at the rates that they seem to be right now. Uh, just Google died suddenly and you'll see former UCF tight end Jake Hescock dies suddenly at 25. Uh, what did he suffer? Let's see what he suffered after suffering. I had to click on the link. Oh, it's 25 year old stud recent D1 football player died suddenly of a heart attack. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, that's the best part about uh, not being vaccinated is not having myocarditis. Grant Wall, the uh, soccer uh, journalist who, quote, died subtly because he had a uh, uh, artery rupture. Uh -huh. uh, I believe he was 40-ish, 42 maybe. I've heard some speculation uh, that there might have been foul play there because he was gay and he was in uh, an Arab country. Don't know. Can't. I, I'm just saying. I guess a couple of journalists, another journalist named Khalid Al-Mizlam, from from Cutter died suddenly, covering the World Cup hours after Grant Wall died. Hmm. Oh, did you see that they're going to hang that Iranian soccer player? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think we should bring back public hangings. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Uh, the CEO of a so of a weed company in Massachusetts that. called Merimed died suddenly. Irish-born. Uh, Traveler Neam Finneran, young lady, very young looking, died suddenly yeah, dude, in Bali. The, I mean, we could read these names off the internet for days. There's there's hundreds and hundreds of young people that are just falling over dead or huh, waking, son, waking up dead. Son of New York police chief dies suddenly at 32. Now, here's the thing. If you went back to 2019 and you Googled died suddenly, you'd your list would be very short. Body positivity TikToker Mega Thacker dies suddenly that's and unexpectedly. the one that's the one i'm talking about yeah she's she woke up dead um <laughs> so man it's incredible wow but here's the thing the the 
no one's acknowledging like we have this influx of people young people that are just falling over dead and it's like swept under the rug or we're not connecting the dots like i don't understand as how as a society we're not being like oh, oh i know what it is is because they're still trying to get you to take these freaking shots um uh, that's just seems really weird which leads me to my next Pretty point coincidence uh bullet point here today did you know chisholm that people like you and i covid vaccine refusers according to this article in motherboard tech by vice that was published yesterday by aaron gordon covid vaccine refusers have a 72 percent higher risk of a serious traffic crash and it says we theorized that individual adults who tend to resist public health recommendations might also neglect basic road safety guidelines. So if you are uh, not willing to put an experiment into your body, you are a reckless driver, 72% more likely to cause a serious car accident. What a bunch of BS propaganda. I would say, I would say, I would say you're more likely to die suddenly and cause a car crash if you're vaccinated that would be what i think would actually be reality <laughs> but this is the type of crap oh and here's like a picture of a flipped over vehicle all smashed in to go along here's the visual aid to their bs propaganda story yeah but the study published in the american journal of medicine looked at data from more than 11.2 million people in ontario canada yeah uh... I wonder, like, who are they? Uh, what were they? Who you say it's? I agree, it's propaganda, but to what end? Like, is this going to be? Is this report going to talk those of us who have held out for two years into suddenly going out and getting these shots? Like, oh, I might end up in a car accident because of my negligent and reckless lifestyle. Let me get my shit together and make sure I get my shots and drive more safely. <laughs> like, dude, what? Dude. <laughs> What, what percentage of the population is vaccinated? I'd like to know that. Because uh, this says of the 11.2 million people, 84% had received a COVID vaccine. 16% had not. Uh, of the same group, 6,682 people needed emergency care for a serious vehicle crash during the one-month period researchers looked at. Of those traffic crash victims, 75% had gotten the jab and 25% had not. So that's how they came up with the 72% over a one-month period of examining 6,682 people that were in car crashes. Well, but, you know, it's the, you can spin the stats however you want them to look, which we all know. It's propaganda. And it's, it was just funny when I saw that pop up. I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is the world we live in. Uh, let's talk about Canada. Not only are they trying to take hunting rifles and shotguns away from law-abiding citizens. That's what Trudeau's trying to do currently, uh, which they already have incredibly strict gun policy in Canada. Uh, but there is there's a push in Canada, Chisholm, for minors to be allowed to tell their doctor they want to end their life through euthanasia. You're aware of this, right? Yep. I am aware of it. Yeah, are you teeing it up for me to run with that? Yeah, man. I mean, like, what? Yeah, thirteen-year-old kids deciding. Uh, I'm, Is that the age? I'm, I've tried to look up the actual law, and I'm, I haven't. I think it's called Bill C seven. It's been a good run. I've enjoyed my thirteen Canadian, years on planet Canadian Earth. I'm Bill ready to C7. call it a day, Doctor. Can you help me with this? Yeah. So I guess if uh, some some time back, several years back, perhaps there was a massive expansion of physician-assisted suicide. Uh, laws in Canada. In other, words, in other words, they made it easier for you to get uh, offed by your doctor um, some, some, some time back, right? Well, so that started as a, you know, maybe the heart was in the right place of like how it was really intended, uh, much like how, you know, they used to talk about abortion only being uh, permitted, uh, you know, it needed to be like safe, legal, and, and rare, right? The mm -hmm. rare, the rare part has been really pretty well discarded. Um, more like safe, legal, and f for any reason right. under the sun. So it started as though out as like 
paleo uh, palliative care option, right? Like taking, you know, let, letting people who are dying fairly slowly of, you know, untreatable disease or whatever, be able to, do you have a problem with that? Um, we do it to pets. Yeah, we do it to pets. Um, and I like, I like my pets a lot more than I like some people. So I don't know. <laughs> the ones that fetch birds anyway. Yeah. Um, do I have a problem with that? I, 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 I don't think we're supposed to kill ourselves. Um, I don't think God likes that. Um, so it wouldn't be an option for me. I'd probably just endure. Mm-hmm. Now that said, I, you know, I probably will sign a DNR at some point in my life or, you know, and pulling the plug and like deliberately and, you know, injecting somebody with something that kills them are two very different things. Right. Like are I they? definitely think, are they? Yes. Yeah, they are. If you're only alive because a machine is keeping you alive. What if you say, pull the plug, you know, you're going to die, but Hey, I'm also going to suffer for the next two weeks. Why don't you just go ahead and speed up that process doc and, and give me the juice. What's the difference uh, there? No, it, it's definitely a gray area and you're splitting hairs. Right. But mm-hmm. you know, I, to your point, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't know. I, I know you are. I don't, yeah. Yeah. You know. Let's, let's do that. This is a, this is a real thorny one. Um, my grandma passed away in 2015 hmm. and she had a DNR. I feel like David told you the story. Have I shared this with the audience. Keep going. And I'll, I'll yeah. see if I remember. She had a DNR. Um, she was found unresponsive. I think she had at the time, I think that, uh, my aunt and uncle had, uh, like a, like a hospice nurse checking in on her on a regular basis. Right. So somebody found her unresponsive on the kitchen floor in her house. Right. She lived just a few miles from my aunt and uncle. And so they rushed her to the hospital, to a hospital in Katy, uh, my aunt and uncle. And, uh, at the time my grandma lived 30 minutes from there or something. So they rushed her to Katy and, um, they put her on, you know, ventilation and pumped her blood for her and kept her technically alive. Right. I was supposed to be heading to Louisiana for a work trip. I was like on my way and I was like in Houston heading that way when I got the call. So I canceled. Okay. The- yeah. You, I do remember this. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I doubled over to Katie and was there by the time my aunt and my uncle showed up, my dad's older uh, siblings. Um, and then, you know, we were sitting there vetting the situation and the doctor was like, listen, y'all, she's, she's only alive because of the support, right? Her heart had stopped. We could crack her chest open. She was 90, mm-hmm. right? They were like, we could crack her chest open, do a surgery that m- might let her heart start beating on its own again. But we don't know how long she was without oxygen. She may very well be brain dead. She might wake up. She might wake up and have essentially like a catastrophic, have had a catastrophic stroke and not be able to communicate, right? Like, in other words, <clears throat> he was nudging us towards um, we should probably let nature do what nature was trying to do here, right? Right. And my uncle, who you know I, I loved to death, and his heart was definitely in, I think, the right place, was like, well, we, we got to do it. We could do, do what we got to do. We got to do, do what we got to do, right? And my aunt kind of winced. And I was probably being one generation removed from the situation, right? Like, in a different mindset, right? So I spoke up. I was like, Aunt Jean... Did Nani have any instructions on this? Did she have this in her will or anything? Did she have a do not resuscitate? And she was like, yeah, I think she did. So the long and short of it is my uncle quickly came around to, all right, this is not the right thing to do. It's against her wishes, right? My grandma lost my grandfather in 1986, and she's been alone ever since. Well, yeah, we talked about this when my grandmother passed away. That's right. Yeah, when your grandma passed away. Because she had a DNR. And my mom got there and was like, no, 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 you're not. No, no. I want you to do everything. And it was just like, oh, right. it, it, she wasn't ready to let go. I understand. But, you, you know, you have yep. to do what's best for, right. the, for the person that's doing the suffering. Right. Yeah, exactly. And they left. I mean, what good are those types of instructions if people aren't going to follow them? Right. Right. Now, so fast forward to the end of the day, we did keep her on life support long enough for like my folks to get up a bunch of my cousins to come in and like 15 or 20 of us were all gathered around her that evening 
to say bye to her, right? They took her off life support and she was literally dead within, I mean, a minute or two, dude. Like mm. as soon as they took her off, she stopped breathing. She stopped, her heartbeat stopped and, and she was gone. To your point, I'm, I know there are situations perhaps where you have a person on life support that won't die instantly like that. Um, maybe it takes a little longer. Um, normally, if somebody's on like full-blown life support, they're probably not conscious. Mm. I don't know. Man. I don't know how many different levels and grades there are of that sort of thing. But I'm trying to address like your, your take here, right? Which was like, if they're going to take you off life support and that's going to suck for two weeks, can't you just say, you know, take me off the life support and give me an injection? Yeah. Um, I guess I'd probably, first of all, if you don't believe in the Bible and that's the way you want to go out and you're not concerned for your soul, well, you know, who am I to tell you otherwise, right? Um, I do, I do feel like, I feel like God will take us home when it's time, but that modern medicine can jack with that timeline. Yeah. Um, I understand the notion that if you have a terminal diagnosis, you would just call it. Um, but I don't think it, it definitely wouldn't be for me. And I, I don't, I don't think it's to me, if you have a terminal diagnosis and you have say six months to live, and that was to actually play out, right? It took six more months for you to pass. Then I would argue God's not done with you yet. Maybe something really important will come of that six months. Mm -hmm. Now, admittedly, something you'll never necessarily know about or, or, or see or, or feel, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have an effect on someone in your family, somehow the world, right? Yeah. Um. So I guess I, mean, I, I think I tend to agree with your take here. Uh, yeah. I don't, I couldn't personally do that. Uh, it would suck and you'd, I would suffer, but you know, but it is, it is a double, it, it's not a double standard because pets aren't humans, but I go back to that and like, we don't let our pets do that. So why it's weird that we let, you know, humans do it. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, a really a interesting thing to discuss, but I tell you what is not, I'll wise, tell you this. A wise decision is to let uh, children determine that. Right. So, so, so getting back to the Canada thing, right? So, so they grossly expanded physician-assisted euthanasia uh, years ago, and it was supposed to be for this end-of-life type scenario. But now there are at least five Canadian military veterans who have come forth and said that when they came back from war, and went to a Canadian hospital, socialized medicine, don't forget, wanting to be treated for their PTSD, their healthcare provider suggested physician-assisted suicide. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. It's bad. That's just one example. I, I was looking at this all last week. Let's see. Canadian euthanasia. Just hit a couple of these highlights. If you got anything uh yeah, and that's why it's up. such a slippery slope like okay now we've we we've normalized this behavior of end of life assisted suicide well it's the next step okay we've 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 now pushed it on our military members who need mental support like they need counseling they need help they're suffering from ptsd okay well let's go down the next level on the ladder the next rung on the ladder would be, uh, hey, have you thought about just offing yourself? We can help you with that. You won't suffer anymore. Yeah. So they they had a they had a person suffering from poverty. So a poor person uh, who was approved for physician. Jesus loves suicide. the poor, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. There's this lady, Miss Simmons. Oh, so there's a commercial. There was a commercial that was released that really got this conversation going, where the video is basically like making it out as though you should see about trying to splice this thing in here. This video is like this warm, fuzzy, like happy sounding like montage of like putting people to death. Ask and you shall receive. Let's take a listen. Last breaths are sacred. When I imagine my final days, I see bubbles. I see the ocean. 
I see music. Even now, as I seek help to end my life, there is still so much beauty. You just have to be brave enough to see it. <laughs> the irony, do you have the courage to kill yourself? Uh, seems like that might be the opposite. And I definitely don't think of the uh, beach and bubbles when I think of dying. Right. It's bad, man. Um, they're, they're, yeah, they're, there are people who are going in to be treated for random things and they're being suggested. Like it was one thing, getting back to sort of the ethical question here, right? It's one thing to say, Doc, I'm hurting. I can't find a way or see a way out of it. So this is what I want. Versus, Doc, I'm hurting and I'd like some help. And they say, have, have you thought about suicide? Those are not in the same universe. Um, you should read the... A, but the thing is, so going back to what I was saying, like, this is the next step. Like, okay, we normalize this and now, and it's just like, um, when I was in my twenties, when Aaron was living in New York, I went to visit her and we went to this restaurant called Lucky Chang's and it was, all the waiters were dressed in drag. Right. And we thought it was a funny bit and, uh, it whatever, you know, it was, it was funny kind of gross you just winced but i mean it was funny (laughs) and then 20 years later we're like we're normalizing it to children that's like the next step like you know it's um and i saw chad prather had this quote or this tweet the other day he goes you know nobody gave a shit about you being transvestites until you started forcing it on our children i think he's 100 percent right nobody Nobody cared cared. nobody cared nobody cared one bit (sighs) yep it was um, funny. People would go to their little shows. Uh, adult people. Mm-hmm. How many? How many Canadians are dying annually thanks to physician-assisted suicide? Do you have a guess? Three hundred. <laughs> Ten thousand. Way off. Huh. There's thirty million people in Canada, and they're killing off ten thousand of them a year with physician-assisted suicide. That's being reported by the New York Times and the Boston Herald. Well, they have to amp up those stats because that's not going to help them with their goal of depopulating the planet. Those are rookie numbers. But that's that's the the point was in society you you normalize these things that are somewhat questionable. Everyone would be like, eh, I don't know if we should really be uh, letting people decide if they want to kill themselves. And uh, I don't, you know, it's kind of weird to me that. You're definitely a man, but you want to dress up as a woman. But then you you normalize these things on some level, and over time, you know, the bar lowers and lowers and lowers and lowers. And this this it it transcends every questionable behavior in society, which only points to society just keeps degrading at such an unprecedented pace. That is disgusting, and it makes me very. I have so much trepidation about. I mean, it's too late. I have three kids. Obviously, they're the best things that ever happened. But like, I would, I don't, even a decade ago when we got pregnant with Henry, like that was a different world than what he's, what he's going to grow up in. Yeah. It's happening. So it's happening so rapidly. Uh, But yeah, so I don't know where the cutoff is on the age thing. Like what what, I said, 13, but I don't know if it's 14 or 15, but yeah, I can't really find that specifically. It just says like, probably, you know what it says? It it says, It says mature minors. I don't. That's not a thing. Mature minors. They want to allow it for mature minors. Right. So, so like just for being depressed, they want, they want to be able to euthanize mature minors who are suffering from depression against without parental consent. That's Um, the, that's the sticking point without parental consent. They're soon to allow. And what parent is going to be like, yes, yes, son. I think it's a great idea if you want to kill yourself. (laughs) They're, what they're, parent is going to say that? They're um, that's the they're loophole. they're currently expanding what they call their MAID program, MAID program, which is medical assistance in dying. Uh, passed fully in 2016, they're expanding the accessibility of MAID to uh, the mentally ill. Um, one of these army veterans I mentioned, uh, a Paralympic Paralympian, right? So they have some sort of significant handicap in a wheelchair. Uh, feet lady, lady, army, Canadian army veteran in a wheelchair competing in the Olympic games, Paralympic games it says a Paralympic army veteran asked for a wheelchair lift. A government official offered euthanasia instead. <laughs> God, dude. 
so Tell okay, so they're being to depopulate somebody system. is getting a message out to these healthcare officials saying, Hey, when someone comes to you with a problem, part of your response needs to be, Have you thought about suicide? Right? Like there's a there's a, there somewhere underneath it all, somebody is saying, Hey, offer this resolution. Someone's pushing that narrative. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same people who are pushing nine-month abortions and, uh, you know, like ch- chemically castrating children that claim they're in the wrong gender and um, forcing people to take unproven vaccines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do all these things have in so common? Bad. Fewer people, like Bill Gates has been talking about for years. And the Georgia Guidestones have been talking about for half a century. So I'm going to flip the script here and we're going to talk (laughs) about something that is designed to do the opposite. Uh, Make people healthier and live longer. And this is from New Zealand, where they are imposing a lifetime ban on youth buying cigarettes. And so what does that mean exactly? And this is an AP article. Uh, from yesterday. Uh, New Zealand on Tuesday passed into law a unique plan to phase out tobacco smoking by imposing a lifetime ban on young people buying cigarettes. What does that mean? It means that the minimum age for cigarettes will keep going up and up. In theory, somebody trying to buy a pack of cigarettes 50 years from now would need an ID to show that they're at least 63 years old. So, you know, basically you're grandfathered in if you're of legal age to buy cigarettes now, but they're going to keep raising that age. Is that a good thing? On the surface level, I would say, yeah, it's probably not a bad thing if society went away from smoking cigarettes. What is the catch for me, though, is do we want the government deciding what we can and can't do? How's it any different than stepping in and letting like why? This is what I don't understand. I mean, the left is so chaotic with their polar opposite positions on stuff, right? Female empowerment. Let's go feminism. Wait, now you're a turf if you don't want men kicking your ass in sports. Right? Oh, I saw a man beat the crap out of a woman who was a trans woman in an MMA fight the other day. It wasn't in America, but this guy just was going to town on this girl who was fighting as a man. And it was I, ridiculous. I saw a funny stand-up little mini clip. This guy was like, I support letting transgender women compete against biological women in sports. As long as I can bet on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. But so, uh, but no, th- so the the, 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 the double thing, right? You've got New Zealand, a very leftist country, wanting to ban people from smoking cigarettes to, per- quote, protect them. Then you've got a rise in Canada of euthanasia for kids who are depressed. Like, mm-hmm. wh- what? And I would bet money that if you ask the lawmakers in New Zealand that want to, you know, protect you from cigarettes, what they think about physician-assisted suicide, I bet they'd say, oh, yeah, I support that. And or never for sure transgendering kids. They'd be like, not, oh, yeah, that's fine. For sure that. And they wouldn't yeah. have the slightest bit of, you know, of cognitive dissonance uh, about it because they don't have to make sense. That must be a really nice place to exist in. It's pretty, pretty, pretty neat, pretty neat little trick. Whatever I speak is, is truth. Well, why is that? Well, because that's because I said it was, well, where's, where's your proof or where's the science? No, no, no. It's my truth. And if you don't like my truth, then you're a bigot. You're racist. Right. You're canceled. That's right. Well, but your truth is a lie. No, it doesn't matter. So, but do you think the government should decide that? I mean, we have to wear seatbelts. You get a ticket, you know, if you don't have a seatbelt on, you could. You can't go 100 miles an hour if you just because you want to. So we have laws protecting, protecting us from that. You can't buy alcohol till you're 21. But is telling an entire population you can't, you know, we're going to prevent you from smoking cigarettes. And some of you younger people will never have the opportunity to buy cigarettes. Do you want that I would level just, of I government wouldn't, control? 
I wouldn't even, you know, if there was any consistency to it, I'd probably have um, very little concern. I don't smoke. I certainly don't want my kids smoking. I think, you know, selling well, people, selling bad for you, selling people things that you know for sure are going to eventually cause them serious pain. Yeah, you know, that sounds like something that would be reasonable to consider banning. But if you're going to do that while forcing me to take vaccines that haven't been proven in long-term studies, that's where my problem arises. Just need right. a little consistency. Mm. Just a I don't little think that's consistency. too much to ask. Yep. I mean, I generally would fall on the, yeah, I think banning cigarettes isn't a terrible thing. But also, you like to throw in, throw in the occasional dip. What if they're like, you can't do that? Should you have Listen, the right to have a dip if you want? Big picture. I don't like the government telling me anything, you know, that I can or can't do with my body. I'm, I'm pretty libertarian on that. Right. Um, but, but again, you know, then I, I look at like, where does that, where is, where does that argument bleed into the pro choice versus pro life debate? Mm -hmm. Right. For me, it's fairly easy. If you're going to kill the baby inside of you, there's a third party involved. <laughs> right. Like uh, like Herschel said the other day, you're forgetting about that third that baby in the room. It's not just the mother and the doctor, right? Um, yeah, I do that. I, I mean, if they're gonna do that, then they just should just stop the sale of cigarettes in their country. You know what I mean? Not say like everyone. Yeah, you can't do that under though, the because there's eighteen. No there's people that are to addicted to them, that, and that would cause uh, that, people would be rioting. I don't know, man. You can't have lifelong. You can't just say, "Okay, you've smoked your entire life. Now you, you you can't smoke anymore." Like nobody wants that level of government interference in their life. But on the surface level, like saying we're gonna ban it for future generations that never, so they won't know that they are missing it because they never got to do it. Huh? Is it? And it's good for you. It's good for your health. It's good for the population. It's probably good for our healthcare. The financial burden that cancer caused from smoking cigarette puts on our healthcare system, probably a good thing, right? I guess. On the, on the surface, it doesn't look like a bad thing, but yeah, I, going back to, I think both of us are libertarian take on life. Uh, not sure. I want the government meddling with that. What about, um, we had for like a day, the Democrats were enjoying a 51 49 control of the Senate. That's not a thing anymore. True. It's not. It's not uh, a racket. Sorry, I was moving about. Can you hear me now? Yep. Um, I, I was carrying stuff and moving about. My bad. Really professional broadcasting. I'm opening part. a uh, protein bar. <laughs> um, yeah. I, t I said this in January 21. Stuff here. Go ahead. So this in January, we're definitely still in the minors, so that's fine. <laughs> January of 2021. I'm a professional at, broadcaster, FYI. This is not a professional <laughs> outfit at Justified Pursuit, though. So, <laughs> um, this almost seemed like it was set up to be tied at 50-50 last time. Um, I mean, like, what better way to cause max division in this country than to have our Senate split? And so then within 48 hours of them taking a 51 seat majority, Cinema's like, no, nah, I'm out. Whoever is the director of this puppet show, you know, comedy drama, you know, that is American politics, uh, definitely seems to have scripted this little, uh, this little plot twist. Now he's going to eat on the air. Um <laughs> I mean, she, cinema was always our gal, though. Uh, she, for the longest time, I mean, it was Manchin that caved on the Build Back Better BS in the. We have a listener the, from not West the Build Virginia. Back Better. That one got squashed. This one, the, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. That yes, right. That the, he caved on. The Orwellian named Inflation Reduction Act. Mm -hmm. That's Orwellian. Double speak. Remember the West Virginia listener that we have that emailed us and said, "Don't hang your hopes on." On Mansion, he's going to screw you. Hmm. For like a year, we were thinking ah, that guy was wrong. Mansion's the man. Yeah, nope. 
the uh the article that i read though about cinema becoming an independent said that mansion might not be far behind so he doesn't have a choice he has an election in two years and he ain't gonna win it if he's running as a democrat he's toast i lose it up the other day he is up in 24 he is yeah Mm. well we shall see what happens there but either it was a really good break for us or like you said whoever is the puppet master is uh just continuing with their little masterpiece here of American politics. Either way, I, I don't see it as a, it can't be anything but a good thing for conservatives. No, it's, it's helpful. Yeah. I mean, this way she doesn't have to catch hell from them when she thwarts their worst laid plans again. Um, but yeah. their main reason is probably what the article you read said was that she was going to get attacked from the left uh, in her next primary and so by doing this, she can play the true uh, the true McCain-style Arizona Maverick. So Creepy Joe, <laughs> unsurprisingly, made a very, well, creepy decision this week when he invited the drag queen to the White House who was most famous for saying, kids are out to sing and suck dick. <sighs> so he invited her, I guess, because they're, they're signing the Respect for Marriage Act this week. And so he thought, yeah, we'll uh, invite this dude, activist Marty Cummings. I mean, the Adam's apple on this <laughs> human being. Wow, she, it is a hideous representation of what a woman should look like. Absolutely gross. And he, this is the, this is how, this is who they want to associate themselves with. That's how far their party is high, has been hijacked. Yeah. They're couldn't terrible. Just get a, couldn't get a, you know, a, a good looking gay couple to be up there to celebrate. No, we're going to go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum and invite this person who is most famous for saying kids are out to sing and suck dick. This is America. Dude, I mean, you've got people defending drag queen story, or you've got people defending, questioning the gender identity of kindergartners. Like, this is not, this is all very real, man. It's very, very real. You've got schools handing out dildos to kids in, quote, sex ed, and then liberal parents being like, well, yeah, that's called sex ed. No, no, it's called sexualizing the youth, and it's straight out of the Marx progeny. They've been talking about this for 70 years in academic papers about how important it is to destigmatize sex in kids as young as four. Uh, yeah. From this, you get guys like Sam Brinton, the freak who's into, who's non binary, who wears a, a skin bald head and bright red lipstick and dresses and was appointed to a to director of the Department of Energy's Nuclear Waste Mitigation Program, which required a Senate approval. Oh, surprise, he's stealing luxury designer bags from airports because he's a degenerate freak. Right. That's what's in charge of our country now, a bunch of degenerate freaks. So he's been charged with third-degree felony at this point. And yeah, and asked to resign. Yeah. yeah. We talked about how he had stolen the luggage. He apparently has done it multiple times. Yeah, I mean, he he's 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 been charged with two, so he has to have done it. It you know clearly he's done it that many times. He's probably done it. You know he he's got a thing for this, the same way he has a thing apparently for including dogs in his weird BDSM sex fantasies. Ugh. Yeah, and poop, poop. Mm. He's a freak, dude. This is what we're getting. Let's mm. celebrate the weirdest, freakiest among us. And no surprise, they're unhinged, like I said, degenerates. Let's listen to this. Here's Joe Biden calmly and reasonably answering a question, I think, from Steve Ducey of Fox News. Ready? Crap. 
That's him saying nobody f's with a Biden to that Florida guy. Oops. <laughs> Give me a second. And he's not he's not wrong because you know you just bury the laptop story. It's fine. Where is this? Uh, just for future reference, Chisholm will have his Look audio up next time queued up as he continues with the very professional off. broadcasting performance today. <clears throat> we apologize. You'd think after 106 episodes, you'd have an idea of what you're doing. Fight me. Yeah, never mind, I guess. Fail, fail, <laughs> fail, fail. What about Kyrie and Kanye? One's got one's completely kicked off Twitter. Kanye, who, I, dude, he's been saying some stuff that's pretty far out there um like i i think conservatives should should distance from anything that guy's throwing out these days but i never liked Kyrie as a player i think he's pretty selfish but once he was standing up for his choice to not get vaccinated i was like man this guy uh yeah he's he might have a little more upstairs than we thought and then he gets suspended for what what did he actually do and why is it, why is it uh, such a? Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? I'm drawing a blank. Now I'm broadcasting as poorly as you. <laughs> anyway, you're such a piece of crap. Um, I don't know what word you're looking for, but yeah, I mean, he he watched a documentary. Contradiction. Such a contradiction. Yeah, he watched a documentary, and then he put a tweet out in the world that said simply, if I'm not mistaken, the title of the documentary may have said like i'm watching this mm -hmm. and you know like i maybe had like a reaction emoji to it right it was like the tweet in a vacuum was exactly what twitter is like a somewhat self-indulgent like i think i need to share nonsense with the world right now type of thing except that the video in question was basically about Jews running Hollywood and the media and the banks and all that sort of stuff, right? Um, so, yeah, so I'm looking at the article right now, and this is from November 21st. He posted, just like you said, the link to the documentary, and then he refused to apologize for posting it. That that was, that's the basically the crux of right. what he did. And then he was suspended by the Nets and fined. Yeah, and then... Yeah. It, you know, continue to not apologize. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to endorse the documentary or the content thereof, but um, the man having to apologize and them trying to cancel him again for simply tweeting out the title of a video uh, is cancel culture BS. And oh, by the way, you can still buy the thing on Amazon. But there's the seems, contradiction. Nobody seems to care about that. Right. There's so the there's contradiction. This, there's this documentary these people made. That you have to pay Amazon money for, which apparently uh, Kyrie did, and then decided to share that. And now he's canceled for daring to acknowledge its existence while Amazon continues to make money off of it. And I don't know how big, but I know that their downloads spiked on this thing when all of this broke loose. You know what the Streisand effect is? Barbara Streisand? Yeah. No. So the Streisand effect is basically like she had this happens to celebrities all the time. Their address gets sort of revealed and then, you know, paparazzi type outlets will post like photos, photos of their of their property. Right. Mm. Say, look at Barbara Streisand's house. So Streisand sued uh, and tried to get all the images deleted from the Internet of her property which this this then just caused internet trolls to like spread it as far as wide and wide as possible and like where virtually nobody even knew it was out there prior to her saying something by the time you know she tried to intervene to make it go away that caused it to go viral mm -hmm. so this has now become known as the Streisand effect when you try to cover something up you end up making it far far worse right um that's uh kind of what I think happened in this Kyrie thing. Like, well, me, so I'm reading Kyrie's quote right now. He said, "History is not supposed to be hidden from anybody." I'm not going to stand down on anything I believe in. I'm only going to get stronger because I'm not alone. 
Yeah. So that's his that's his take. Yeah, I'll definitely say this. He seems to be far less unhinged than than E, <laughs> who's definitely lost his mind. Well, his his mind he's been crazy for quite some time. Oh so. well, apparently on November, apparently he actually walked it back. He said he well, he donated five hundred thousand dollars to anti hate causes, and he said yeah, they made of, him do that. Right, just like they made Micah Parsons delete his tweet where he said. We still ain't voting for you, Biden. Right? Oh, what we, about the what about the one where he is this the same tweet where he calls him out for uh, trading an arms dealer for Brittany yes, Griner? Same, same, same series behind? of same tweets tweet? that yeah. that night. Yes. Uh huh. He said, "We still ain't voting for you." Should have brought my boy back. And then, well, what is there's something? Whelan is the guy who's been over there and still is in Russian prison. Yeah. By the way, Whelan is a spy. Right. You know about all that. Is it, but is he a spy for? He's a spy for us, right? Maybe. That dude has four passports. Yeah. He has an American passport, a Canadian passport, an Irish passport, and a UK passport. Mm-hmm. He was a Marine back in the eighties. He was dishonorably discharged, and then when he was arrested in Russia, he supposedly had eighty grand on him, and like a list of some names or something like that. Right. So, you know. My um, the point I'm trying to make here is, dude, like, to to trade the biggest baddest arms dealer on earth for a basketball player, woman or otherwise, is obviously stupid. But the right has glommed onto this. We should get our marine back. That marine didn't even finish out his turn his his service. He was dishonorably discharged, right? And there are all kinds of questions as to what he was up to. So sure. Well, here, I have know, a question. I'm just for you. saying, like. This is one of those examples where don't just buy whole hog everything that your preferred news outlets are telling you. Yeah. We're being manipulated with this Whelan thing. Will the real question is why are we making these trades to begin with for a person like this? While we're trying to thwart Russia's invasion of the Ukraine, of Ukraine, excuse me. And we're we've got global sanctions placed on Russia to prevent them from being able to buy arms. Dude. We've got sanctions on Russia to prevent them from buying arms and munitions from just about any country on the globe. Even China has agreed to this. And then two days after the Walker Warnock runoff, we let out the biggest Russian arms dealer ever. And he immediately says, I'm going to help Russia win this war in Ukraine. So we just undermined. A hundred billion dollars that we've wasted on this stupid ass war that's got nothing to do with us. Oh, I take that back. It has a lot to do with us because we executed a coup d'etat in 2014 and hand selected the current government there and undermined, you know, the stability of the entire region and antagonized their closest neighbor, who's our longtime adversary. I mean, Chisholm, I mean, it actually has a lot to do with us. We have to be realistic here and, you know, accept the fact that Brittany Griner is a wonderful role model for Americans. And that's what KJP said in her press release uh, the other day. All tatted up, all weed smoking, not no uh, national anthem standing American role model we got here, Brittany Griner. I wonder if she will now stand for the national anthem. Hey, Russia wasn't so great, Brittany. Oh, that's you can thing, bet dude. your ass. You can bet your ass that the hate she's receiving right now We'll give her all the cover she needs to keep her antics up. What a piece no? of crap. If she yeah. does that, oh. Bet me money. You think all of a sudden she's going to wrap herself in an American flag? Uh, she should. Not a she got her out of there. Nope. Uh, I'm aware. So that, to put up a little bow on Kyrie, he said, I'm aware of the negative impact of my post towards the Jewish community, and I take responsibility. I don't believe everything said in the documentary was true or reflects my morals or principles. So, yes, his handlers made him issue the retraction finally so he could get back on the court. Just like I'm sure the Cowboys were doing damage control when Micah Parsons was like, hey, Joe, screw you, you know. But you can't take back those things that you said. And when you said them, you meant them, or you wouldn't have said them. You can't take back bullets, and you can't take back words. Once they're out there, especially with in today's world, the Internet, it's done. Yep. Can't take it's it back. posted in perpetuity. Give me... 15 seconds, I have to go grab a charger. This thing was supposedly fully charged, but I guess the battery shot. 
Okay, criticism of that in three, two, one. No, I mean, this is like strike three for today. I, I apologize on behalf of my colleague. Uh, it's like he's becoming a worse broadcaster the more shows we get under our belt, but well, we'll have a talk off the air about that. Uh, let's wrap this up with uh, Elon calling for Fauci's head. This is great, dude. Have you been paying attention to this? Oh, yeah. So um, Twitter CEO Elon Musk fired back on Sunday night after facing backlash for tweeting that his pronouns are prosecute Fauci. <laughs> so then we've got the LGBTQ, RSTV, whatever community saying, why is Elon minimalizing us with his, uh, you know, uh, this, uh, there's this astronaut named Scott Kelly. He's the twin brother of Senator Mark Kelly, the Democrat from Arizona. He responded to Musk's tweet. They are real people with real feelings. Furthermore, Dr. Fauci is a dedicated public servant whose sole motivation whose sole motivation was saving lives. <laughs> Elon responded, I strongly disagree, forcing your pronouns upon others when they didn't ask and implicitly ostracizing those who don't is neither good nor kind to anyone. He's very right there. Uh, I'll continue. As for Fauci, he lied to Congress and funded gain-of-function research that killed millions of people. Not awesome, in my opinion. I don't know... Like you said last week, you're skeptical of Elon. I think he's just pushing all the right buttons right now. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, there's no doubt he's pushing all the white, right buttons. My question is always why? Because simultaneous to this, he has a company called Neuralink that's trying to implant chips in our brains so we can read each other's minds and others can read our minds. He's trying to turn Twitter into a banking operation uh, where you'll have every human being who's on it be verified so that you're, dude, Twitter, what he's describing with Twitter becomes a uh, social credit score system. He's completely in bed with both the Chinese government and the American Department of Defense, right? So if we think he's out at war with the left-wing machine and that all of this is 100% you know, for, for freedom and, you know, and, and is all righteous. What is about all these other things that he's got his fingers in? When you listen to him talk about what he wants to do with Twitter, it is the foundation for a, for a social credit system, man. Like that's all there it is to it. It's exactly how they do it in China where he has factories I agree. Like, I love what he's doing, but I think we talked about this. Why do they like to drop information on Fridays at six o'clock? I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't have any faith in that. That guy doesn't have all kinds of huge globalist, you know, agendas okay. at play. Now, maybe, dude, maybe the guy's had a total turn change of heart. Maybe he plans to, maybe he's what QAnon talked about as a white hat. Again, I've never read, read QAnon stuff. I've just heard about what it talks about. A lot of the stuff seems to be coming true, though. <clears throat> maybe, maybe he's the white hat inside of our Department of Defense that's trying to reveal to the world how corrupt it is. But what about the brain chips, bro? I agree. I agree. And he's got Joe Rogan. Dude, I've talked about this before. But, you know, Rogan has been helping him basically lay the groundwork for acceptance of this idea that you'll have a chip in your brain that'll let other people Which read your just thoughts so surprising right? from joe like I don't, I don't understand that he went from talking about it as a possibility talking about it as an inevitability to now he's saying i think that's what we need because that will fix communication in this world somehow why can't we this brilliant words? and thoughtful man thinks that by being able to to read another person's thoughts, then you'll know their true heart and their true intentions. And it's like, have you ever had a thought that you realized immediately was not something you even agree with? Have you ever had a thought that you thought about later and thought that was kind of dark and I don't really believe that every day a word. Have you ever thought a word that you wouldn't say out loud or a phrase that you wouldn't say out loud, but, but apparently being able to Multiple read each other's minds, but being able to read each other's minds will fix our communication problems. That's what Joe's saying now. 
it's it, ridiculous. It, it you know what being able to read each other's minds will do? Opposite it'll, effect. It'll give it'll give the government uh, the governments of this world the ability to go after you, uh, minority report style for pre, for for pre crimes, right? Thought crimes. crimes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make of the guy, but I read stuff like that, and he's calling out Fauci and saying he, you know, did this gain of function research, killed millions of people, all of which I believe to be true. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely spitting some truthful fire right now. I just don't like. There's so much other dirtiness behind it all. Like, what is what is? Why is he doing it? Right. I feel like it's a. It's. I feel like it's a trap. I feel like he's just dropping, you know, dropping breadcrumbs to lead us right into, you know, some sort of globalist snare. Hmm. But maybe I'm wrong. I know that Adam Curry thinks the exact same thing. So, and he has no agenda. Sundays and Thursdays. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that is going to do it for episode 106 of Justified Pursuit. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I will have a private conversation with my partner. We'll up the level of broadcasting for episode 107. Until then, for Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith saying thank you for tuning in to Justified Pursuit. We'll see you next time. Upper Decker Slam. Happy holiday while the merry bells keep ringing. Happy holiday.